Good morning. Good morning. Today is Friday. It's the ninth day of February. The year is 2024. Mm -hmm. Today is Fear, Fear Not Friday. Friday. That's what day it is right there. That's what day. Yeah. Yeah. I almost say that every day of the week. So on Friday, we have to at least say Okay. It. Okay. Gotcha. All right. We'll get this intro going. Here we go. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus It's time to break some holy bread Grab your coffee and your Bible Uh, we can't, we cannot decide what song to do. Let's do, uh, Days of Elijah. No, we haven't done it in a long time. We have done that in 2024. It's been since 2023. A one, two, three, go.
said she needed that song this morning. Amen. Who was and is and is to come. Y'all got any words of wisdom? Words of wisdom? Follow the Lord. Can you hear that? Smartest thing I know to do right there. Thank you, Facebook user, whoever you are, that said we're looking and sounding good. Y'all know we have to add just a little bit of that Woo! <laughs> yeah, you need hillbilly to that. That's our trademark. <laughs> Amen. Oh, me. Hey, Bob, yeah, Melissa, Charles, Rhonda. Good morning, Miss Rhonda. Good to see you guys on here. We will dive in. We are in Proverbs. 31, Proverbs 31. Not for 31. much longer. Not for much longer. Well, it'll be this weekend, at least part of next week for sure. What? What's all about? We're in chapter 31, but it, it'll take a minute. They're leaving on a jet plane. Leaving on a jet plane. But they'll be back again. Most likely, you know. Mm. <laughs> Don't worry about the spelling, Miss Peggy. Don't worry about it at all. Yeah, especially not with this bunch. <laughs> all right, let's get over here and get into our Bible study. So yesterday, we started in chapter 31, the words of King Lemuel. Uh, like I said, so, you know, some commentator says, oh, this is just another word. This is Bathsheba. The words of Bathsheba about her son Solomon. And that may be true. I just want you to understand that just, just what somebody thinks, and there's no way to prove that. Just want you to know that, okay? Uh, number two, uh, yesterday we talked about women and the weakness of men toward women. And what this was actually, you know, talking about, she was warning her son about excess, right? About giving himself. Actually, what she's talking about is giving himself to, you know, his sex, sexual appetite, to sexual indulgence, and that it would destroy him, you know, that it would take him down. And um, there's no doubt, you know, and I, I read this morning, I was reading of others that was taken down by this. You know, it said that Alexander the Great, that's what took him down. Ortho the Emperor, uh, Pope Sextus the Fourth, and Pope Paul the Fourth. Paul, there, there, there weren't kings, but just talking about big leaders in their time that were taken down by this very thing. Uh, what we may not have said yesterday, but 
that'll go into the next portion is what this really could be translated into is being given to anything. Don't be given to the indulgence of anything. Don't, don't be given over to anything. And the sexual indulgence is what is used most of the time to describe this because it is the most common and the most one of the most powerful. You know, it may be actually the most powerful, but the next thing she talks about is very powerful as well. And this same thought really is being given to it, right? We know that there's nothing wrong with the sexual relations that God has created between a man and woman. That is, uh, uh, the, the marriage bed is holy and undefiled, right? The Bible says that. Uh, but perversion is what we're talking about. So we get to verse 4. It's time for verse 4 and 5. And it says, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they forget, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. As I've shared with you many times in this Bible study on daybreak, we will never twist the word of God. And we want you to realize that wine was the drink of the day. What this is talking about is not for kings. And what she's really saying is to be drunk with wine, to be, to be given to it, to have it in excess, right? Because, and that's what she means here in verse 5 when it says, forget the law. You cannot forget the law. You cannot pervert judgment. You cannot mess up your ability to judge. And the same thing was given to us in the New Testament. I'm going to switch over here to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, he says, I'm going to start with verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to start with verse 15 if you want to jump over there and follow me, okay? He says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise. Okay? Wisdom is crying out, Paul, the apostle was saying. Don't be unwise, saints of God. Listen, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be unwise. Understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess or excess or dissipation. But, on the other hand, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. These are ways we are filled with the Spirit. We, we sing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody to the Lord in your heart. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So it's saying, and as we have shared before, he tells the young pastor, uh, Timothy, he says, listen, don't just drink water anymore. Use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your often infirmities. But the Bible is very clear on you must be very careful, right? And so when we get back to Proverbs here, he's saying kings... Don't don't drink to be drunk because you will forget the law and you will pervert justice 
and you will do what is wrong. So I looked up some commentaries on this. To I wanted to share with you that this was not just something that you find just in Scripture. This was in other kingdoms as well. Uh, John Trapp says, the Carthage, Carth, Carth, Carthaginians, Carthaginians, there you go, Carthage, the, the city seat, uh, our county seat is Carthage here. The Carthaginians made a law that no magistrate of theirs should drink wine. Nobody is ruling, don't drink wine. The Persians permitted their kings to be drunk one day in the year only. <laughs> Solon made a, uh, a law in Athens that drunkenness in a prince should be punished with death. Now, why did I read that? I just I was reading that to you to, to show that among kingdoms, even long years ago, there were other laws in other lands. It's like you got to be careful here because if he's not thinking right, he can't lead well. And so it's very, very imperative for a leader to keep his mind straight and not have his judgment altered. So do you think that one day a year was a floating day? Well, remember now, that was just history. That's, yeah. That wasn't, by, I don't have yeah, no idea. I, know, but, I mean, I'm thinking if everybody knew that day the king would be drunk, <laughs> it would seem like the enemy would come on that day. <laughs> and that you was the, yeah, that, that was the Persians though. Yeah. And that was just, okay. and the only reason I read that, and that has no, nothing pertaining to the Bible. The only reason I read that is to say, even people, even kingdoms that wasn't following God, pagan kingdoms, even they saw, look, we can't have our judges, we can't have our leaders, those that's making judgment, those that's sending the army into the battle, we can't have these guys not thinking straight. We need a judicial uh, uh, version of a designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the only reason I went to that. It was not, that doesn't compare to the Bible. But the reason this is in our Bible, it says, lest they drink and forget the law. They, and what's forget the law mean? Forget right from wrong. And we'll make a decision that is wrong. Forget the law of God and pervert justice. That's the point. To, of all the afflicted, don't do that. Then verse 6 says, and then, then this verse 6 starts looking a little more favorably toward it. But it says, give strong drink to him who is perishing. And most people believe here, and I would tend to agree, uh, it's like the, like the one who's, uh, who's dying or being executed. Give strong drink to him that's perishing. Kind of like a medicine or like to ease the pain. Uh, what was offered to Jesus on the cross? You remember, they were offering him stuff on the cross as well because it was used often. It was thought, well, it would use to numb some of the pain among those that are perishing. Uh, a wine to those that are bitter of heart, you know, the severely depressed or something like that. Verse 7, let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. And basically this proverb is saying there may be there may be times where it could be used as medicine in some situations, but it's not for kings. It's not for rulers. And you need to keep your wits about you and be very, very wise about this. Right? And then verse 
Well, I didn't even give you that. I didn't put that up there. So let's read that one more time. I'll put that on the board. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty. Remember his misery no more. And it's not so much saying here. I don't take this as saying, oh, do this. This is good. But it's in contrast with the king. It's like, look, it's not for you to be doing this. You know, if somebody's somebody's going to do that, the, the guy that's being executed, give it to him. Give strong drink to him, you know. Or maybe the ones who are uh, bitter in their hearts and 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 things like that. Okay, so verse 8 says, 8 and 9, and again, it's just, this is words for the king. Now, why would this be important for us? Are we not in Scripture? Maybe Mama can find this and, and put it up there. But I'm pretty sure somewhere, I think it's the Apostle Peter, that says we are kings and priests. You're a holy nation. First Peter three something. You know, you are kings and priests. You are a holy nation. You followers of Yeshua, followers of Jesus. You are kings and priests. You operate in this world like the kings of old or like the priests of old. You 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 try. You need to have a sound mind about you and us, and we need to represent God to the world. You'll, she'll find it. Verse There's 8. several places we're called kings and priests. Revelation, Romans. King and priests is in Revelations. Okay. And Romans. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in our own blood and hath made us kings and kings priests unto God. And who hath made us kings and priests unto God. 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Then it says in verse 8, Open your mouth for the speechless. Yeah, I was just looking for one, babe. That was good. <laughs> Open your mouth for the speechless. This is what. Second Peter nine. Can I go now? Open your mouth. Open your mouth for the speechless. This is a good scripture for those who speak up for the unborn, right? The cause of all who are appointed to die. Speak up for people that are being done wrong. Speak up for people. You know, we we should have a very st strong, solid opinion about people who are appointed to death. Now, if you believe certain, th certain things, one, do you believe life comes from God? Number two, do you believe the Bible that says we're created in the image of God? That means every baby in the womb is an image bearer of God. And that life is a life that God has given and gifted. Any way you slice it. And this is why that we argue for and speak up for those who are speechless. You know, we plead the cause for those who cannot plead the cause for themselves. And this has been the plight of followers of Jesus for thousands of years, right? It's speaking up for those, helping those. You know, the Cory Ten Booms, uh, speaking up for those who are being 
slaughtered, who are being taken advantage of. Same thing even happens happens today. I mean, when war is going on, things like in Ukraine and and uh, over there with Ukraine and Russia, and I think around 500,000 kids have died so far. Around 500,000 people have perished, have died because of politics, because of what people say. Hey, go do this. And it makes me upset. And it's not a small thing. I, now, I understand that there is just war. I understand that there is a time when you have to come against the evil. I understand that. Okay, I understand that. But we need to be very careful to have, shouldn't we, shouldn't we be very careful to have the right information? Do you think it's possible that the leaders of this world sometimes stir up war because of globalist agendas? I'm asking your opinion. What do you think? Because I think they do. I think, I don't think everything's just that is going on. Now, there are some things that are good that's going on and justice going on, and I understand that. Uh, but we are to speak up for those who are appointed to die. Now, this is words for the king. Words for a king, right? Verse 20, uh, verse 9. Op open your mouth. Hold on just a second, baby, and I'll give it to you. Open your mouth, judge righteously, righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and the needy, right? Plead the cause for the poor and the needy. Now, these are words for a king, but these are words for anybody that wants to live in wisdom and follow the right ways of God, okay? Now, did you want to come over here and say something, my love? No, I was just reiterating that he hath made us. Okay. Did you want to give that scripture again? No, I'm, I wrote a whole list of them. Right? You wrote a whole list? Yeah. So she put a list of scriptures in there for you guys to look at. Uh, you are kings and priests. Uh, why is that important? Because when you are reading, okay, when you're reading things about Israel, when you're reading about, you know, things about kings and things about priests, if you can remember that the apostles uh, throughout, you know, it says, who... God, the Lord Jesus, has made us kings and priests, then it gives you more of a realization when you understand that you are here on this earth as a believer in the Lord to represent a wise way of walking and a true way of walking and a, a balanced way of thinking, okay? And we're not to just make up our own stuff of what we think is right and wrong, but... We hold to what God says is right and wrong to the best of our ability, okay? And try to stand up. You know, speak up for the cause of, of those who can't speak for themselves. Speak up for the poor. Speak up for the needy. Help those, right? Blessed be you poor. Unto you the kingdom of heaven is preached. So, thank God for that. And I thank God for... The church that I'm a part of, um, we 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 have the poor on our minds always, and I thank God for that. Amen and amen. Let me jump over here. We'll get off here in just a moment. Go down to the bottom. All right. Hello, Miss Meg. Okay, I'm just looking at a few of these. Yes, Mama got these in here. 
<laughs> Where y'all going on that jet plane, Charles asked. Oklahoma City. I Oklahoma City. Megan and Sarah, Megan and Sarah, Megan and Mama is headed out to Oklahoma City for a little trip. And uh, so just pray for their safety, and I'm going to be praying for their safety as well. Thank you for being here on this Friday. It's, it's a wonderful day, right? Hope you have a big weekend planned. Hope you're going to get in service somewhere, be in service somewhere. Some of you have noticed we have, we have stopped live streaming. Uh, we stopped live streaming our services on the weekend and probably many reasons for that. But I've got to say that it there's been like more freedom, I think, and an explosion in service. We've had some of the best services we've had and I can't remember when. And so there's tons of people though that do stream their services, you know, go check them out. Uh, love you and thank you guys for being part of Daybreak with us. We will say Shabbat Shalom and we'll get off here. Have a great weekend and you be blessed. And I got another baptism this weekend. Proud of that. Happy about that. So let's pray over the weekend. Father, would you bless everyone, everyone that listens to Daybreak this weekend even. Lord, would you bless those who study your word. God, my prayer is that people are balanced in Scripture and they don't let their flesh push them one way or the other, but always are centered on what you say and try to understand your Scripture, Scripture upon Scripture, Lord, and thought upon thought, line upon line, and that we understand your ways and have a wisdom to ourselves here in this world that we can represent you rightly. And uh, Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Shalom and Shabbat Shalom. Have a great weekend. Lord willing, we will see you here Tuesday. See you here Tuesday uh, on Daybreak. Bye, guys.